0: Welcome back to the big sports breakfast in the UEFA Nations League this morning. Uh, Spain beat Portugal 1 uh, 0. Scotland and Ukraine finished scoreless. Serbia beat Norway 2 0. Just some of the results there. Last night the Opals beat Japan 71 54 to finish top of the group. They play Belgium in a quarter final tomorrow night at the World Cup in basketball. Uh, Now we've got Cookie coming up shortly. Just a reminder of the grand final team. So Nathan Brown has been named by Brad Arthur on Parramatta's bench. And his last NRL match was back in round 17. So July 9. Bryce Cartwright, the unlucky one. He's 18th man. Tom Apache, not in the 17 due to the hamstring injury. So Bailey Simonson stays at centre. Wonga Blake on the wing. Jake Arthur Remains on the bench. For Penrith, Taylor May doesn't overcome that hamstring injury, so Charlie Staines will be on the wing. And 13 of the 17 that played in the grand final against Souths last year are back. Uh, The four that didn't play last year, Charlie Staines, Isaac Tango, Mitch Kenny and Jamin Semmon in the 17 for the Panthers. Morning, Cookie. Good morning, guys. Uh, Describe coming to terms, mate, with the loss to Penrith on Saturday night.
1: Yeah, mate, it uh, it was pretty... Pretty disappointing. Um, you know, just with being so close, once again, the further you go into these finals, uh, the harder it is when you, when you, when you bow out or, or lose, you know. So, um, you know, it's, it was a tough game and uh, we, we gave it a red hot crack at the start and those two tries right before half-time really hurt against the run of play and, um, you know, just in the end we ran out of troops and they were too clinical and, you know, you got to be perfect against them. And, mm. um, yeah, we just... Couldn't go the distance with them.
2: Yeah, Cookie. I was going to say first twenty-five minutes, boys looked unbelievable. Sometimes we we probably don't pay enough credit to the to the opposition and Penrith, just that, especially that second half, just looked unbelievable.
1: Yeah, they did, mate. And they, they don't do anything you know too spectacular. They just keep doing the same thing over yeah. and over again, and um, they're so disciplined in what they do. And then once we started to get a little bit fatigued and a few areas and we went away from uh, game plan a little bit, we've obviously a bit of scoreboard pressure as well, and um, Mate, it was a it was a tough, especially the last twenty minutes, was um I'm the toughest footy mm-hmm. I've had to play. Just you know, just uh you know we're just obviously down a man. Not, not uh, I think we had one on the pension. Just yeah, we're battered and bruised, mate. Yeah, doing our best, but um, yeah, they were they're too good, mate.
3: Yeah, it looked like you just ran out of juice there, and the the heads dropped. In particular, when you were you, you did so well to be twelve nil in front. You know, your scramble defence was excellent. You stopped them from scoring a few tries, but then. Once they scored, and then toyo scored right on half time, it was like you're winning at half time heads dropped a little bit
1: well, they had them yeah had the momentum, didn't they, and but I think because we chucked everything out that first half, we knew how good you have to be against them and to get out to that lead um two tries it really shouldn't have happened, uh especially that Tayo one, who a bit of a Stephen Brabery thing really <laughs> I think, <you> know, <laughs> it was just you know, it was almost comical if yeah. you know watching it, just how crazy it was everyone falling over each other and, um. Yeah, you know, we thought he hadn't covered the next thing you know he took out three three of us all stumbling over each other. So but yeah, they, they did uh going in there, um and then coming out of the second half they just kept doing the same thing and like you said before, they just, we just ran out of juice. Uh, there's a couple of big boys that you know, we you know, Tom and Saliva were so important to us coming off the bench. Um they did such a great job throughout the year and the fourth pack that they had, uh you know, it would have been nice to have that impact. But um Yeah, It wasn't to be, uh, but that's part of the footy season. That's why the the team that went to the Grand Finals are the ones that get through the fittest and the best and have their whole team as best going to the final series. and um, We fell short again this year. Uh,
3: It should be a cracking game on Sunday, uh, Battle of the West. Parramatta taking on Penrith. Um, (laughs) How how do you see it playing out, Cookie? And and what are the strengths and weaknesses of, of both sides in your mind?
1: Yeah, well, with Parramatta, if they can get out to a lead early, uh, like we did, which shows, you know, you can't do that to Penrith. Um, they're, they're hard to stop when they're in front. They they get a lot of confidence. Uh, Their front rowers, uh, start ball playing. Junior's got a great little offload that of Moses and, and Gutho play off the back of. So um, they can play some great 2nd phase putty that's um, quite dangerous. Uh, but if Penrith can hold them out um, at the start and go set for set for one, I think that would be too good and they'll run away at the game. So it's mm. either a Parramatta or a tight one. If they can get it, get going John- job done early, but if not, I think um, it might be a bit of you know, an easy win for, for Penrith once they get going.
3: Yeah, I, I, see, I, I think Parramatta's style can really worry Penrith Cookie. How difficult is it when you come up against a side like para who'd liked, like to offload as as a defending team? How much pressure does that put on your defensive system?
1: Yeah, because we, we all defend in these processes and in the way we want to do it as a team. And, and then when you have these second phases or you, you break down those... Small little uh, process we have in our defensive line. That's when uh, it all goes um, a bit pear shaped, and, and you can do that depending on if that's what happens. Um, you can break them as a team. They're really good, but if you can get it uh, individually, you can find some space in the line and, and and break that that line down yeah, that that team down and find some find some chinks in the in the defensive line. So I think that's what Parramatta do, and that's what they can do with those offloads. They like to play junior out a bit wider, run at the back rows and halves, which will create a bit of space, allowing them to offload and. Um, and then you've got Sean Lane, who's he's playing, he's got to be playing some of his career best footy at the moment. Um, he's been very dangerous down that that edge with, with Moses and Gutho as well. So um, just the style of play that they have, that they're happy to throw the ball around. I know there was a couple of those passes, people talking about being forward. Uh, but that's that's the risk they like to run. Uh, they like to play footy uh, and throw it around. But they've just got to make sure, if they're going to do that, they've got to make sure they defend well. Because... If Penrith get you down on their line, uh, they'll hold you there for a long time. They did that to us in the grand final last year. They were down on our own trial and defender for a long time the first half, and, um, you know, we're just holding on at the end.
2: Lots of talk about the Trell after the game, Cookie. How bad was his rib injury?
1: Yeah, no, he he was pretty heavily padded. Uh, There was another big hit he took in the game too, um, which he got up and and played the ball from. uh, But I have no doubt that that would have, you know, hurt him hurt him a bit, hmm. uh whether he but in the head or anything like that it was a pretty heavy contact, mate, and I was, hmm. I um I, I watched him bounce straight back up. But um you yeah, there was a couple of a couple of little injuries he was dealing with there and still yeah. still trying to fire for us. Um but like I said, that's that's how the team that wins the grand final is the one that can stay the fittest. Um it's you know survival the fittest almost we can get to the end with the the best team on the park and get the job done. It's um you know, if teams have injuries that's just you know and Sometimes you need a bit of luck on your side as well. But yeah. they um, Penrith are creating their own luck at the moment. That's for sure. That's where those those tries at the end of half time came from. You know, they're just they're always in the game and ready to go.
3: Cookie, when you mention Penrith, we always talk about Nathan Cleary, and we know why because arguably he's the best player in the game. But a player just as important in Penrith setup is Dylan Edwards. Yeah, <laughs> like how difficult is he? To stop when he carries the ball, because he in every game, I'm sure you go in with a plan to try and limit the impact he has. But he just keeps bouncing away from tackles, getting yardage early in tackle counts, late in tackle counts, and he just gets them going forward on the front foot all the time.
1: Oh, he, he does so much work that probably some people don't even notice as well. You know, just like both kick, just not the kick returns. That because he's so fit and can hold that pace for a long time, he, he'll he'll happily run across the field waiting for that. You know, breaking the line and and get a bit of a half break. And off the back of that, you've got Todd who's who's going to get um, up and down the field so they can get on the front foot straight away. So he's very valuable to what they do. But in defence, he just pops up everywhere. There was part of a game where we had a bit of a half chance to score and he made that tackle and then we went across the other side and he kicked it and um, he was there to get that. And it just, he was everywhere and just. Um, he's had an outstanding season. Um, um he'd be probably my pick for Clive Churchill too no, Penrith go on winning. Mm.
0: Uh, Cookie, Jed Cartwright, your teammate, and uh, the Penrith trainer. Supposedly, you know, there was an incident that went on there. Cody Walker got upset about it after it. Uh don't know if you saw it or heard it or or what you made of it, and have you have you seen or heard ever trainers sledging opponent or, you know, opposition players out there on the field?
1: Um I'd I still haven't heard what was actually said to Jeb, but I know it was something to do with his back, and he was the one who um, treated him. But um, yeah, I don't know why anything needs to be said from another another trainer from the opposite side, unless it's a bit of um, you know mucking around with just a good mate or something, you know. But it didn't seem to be. Um, it wasn't um, said that way, I don't think. So uh, that's not that's not good. But I haven't really heard much of it uh, ever before about trainers getting involved with anything on the field. Um, only only. If I've ever been involved, it's only been with trains, you know, I've spent time with a bit of a bit of fun, um, while we're out there, but it seems to be a bit further than that. Uh but yeah, I actually haven't spoken to Jet about that at all. Um, but yeah, it's I hope it doesn't continue and doesn't happen again.
0: Are you confident, mate, that you've done enough to make the World Cup squad?
1: I hope so, mate.
0: <laughs>
1: again we've lost there. <laughs> um, but yeah. I really do. Uh, really hope I have I thought I've had a pretty good season. Uh obviously falling short of the grand final, but you know, mate's a Massive um, massive opportunity to go over there and represent your country in the World Cup, mate. It's, um, like I said before, it's no bigger honour and uh, a goal of mine to tick off. So let's hope that uh, that's the case uh, moving forward. <laughs> what are you looking More at for? for? I wonder why. You're not in here. We're talking about you, not to you. <laughs>
0: Just while we're on the personal yeah. questions, how are you progressing with your contract situation? No,
1: nah, we, we agreed um, to leave it until the season was done. Um with South, uh, so we're just, I'm guessing, um, you know, we'll probably start, start, I spoke to the manager the other day, he said he'll start uh, picking that up and, and getting that all sorted now as well. So it, it was almost, um, you know, we're, both parties almost in agreement, the, in the almost there. So, um, yeah, look, all looking good uh, for South,
3: yeah. I'll tell you what, Cookie, we've got some spies on the ground, mate. Did you go out in a boat on Monday? Because <laughs> we've got, uh, g'day boys, can you ask Cookie if those... Cruises. I saw him lagging onto the <laughs> boat on Monday. Were for him, Cookie. How was Pup's boat? Was <laughs> you go out in Pup's yeah. boat? Wasn't Peek, my boat. Peaky Pete, Peaky Pete sent the first Pete. one through. Definitely
2: wasn't my boat. Yeah, were you out in the harbour? Were you? You don't pack your own drinks. Let me tell you, if you're coming on mine,
1: mate, I, that, I, was, mate. I was just helping him, helping out the staff. You know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and have you got a tip for us today? Yes, I do. Um, where are we at? We actually race one at Rose Hill, uh, number seven stylist. So I've taken your J-Mac off
3: there, Loz. Oh, that's all right, Cookie. Um, i just got to get it up here today. Well, this is because
0: Davo's tipped the 10 in this race, Alessandra, $11. Stylised is uh, Cookie's tip, $3.90. Cazalac, the three, has been heavily backed at $3.60. So, Loz, what have you got?
3: Uh, I'll tell you what I might go, mate. Not the favourite, please, Loz. Sorry? Not the favourite. No, I won't go favourite. I'll tell you what I'll do for you, Popster.
2: What do you got for us?
3: I will go... Oh dear. Yeah, it's not much I like in it's this. Good radio. Yeah, I know it's good radio, boys. Um, oh, look, better than TV. Right sorry, on, let I'll, me do I'll go. <laughs> right, I'll go number three. Oh, he panicked. And Kazalai. went the favourite. Lies. <laughs> oh, well, favorite I was under pressure. I had no other
4: choice. He genuinely hey, panicked.
2: Why are you freaking for? You're good under pressure. It's when you do your best work. No, the favourite. Number yeah. three. Anyway. Oh, that was fun. <laughs>
0: Cookie, mate. Cookie active. Kick his butt. <laughs> Cookie, thank you so much, mate, through the year yet again. I know our listeners absolutely love listening to you, so really appreciate it. Peace soon, Cookie. Good on you, yeah, Cookie. As no guys, love coming on the show. Special guest about to join us. He is the coach of the Parramatta NRLW side who have a grand final against Newcastle on Sunday, and they've come from nowhere, this Eels side, because they... Well, they won the last game of the season to sneak into the top four and into the finals and then they caused, well, arguably the biggest upset in NRLW history against the Roosters on the weekend and, of course, he played for the the Chooks, Parramatta and the Bunnies as well. Dean Witters, good morning to you. How are you?
4: Hey, guys. uh, Pretty excited, actually. Uh, Looking forward to a big game this weekend and... uh... Like you said, it was unexpected, but we're happy to be there.
0: Yeah, two weeks ago, you probably thought the grand final was a pipe dream. So, what's been the catalyst for this turnaround in results?
4: Yeah, look, I, I think it was the performance all along for us. You know, we we lost um, two, th- three games out of out of the four that we lost by less than four points. You know, two by two, in the, in the last sort of minutes of games, and and another one against the Dragons four. So, we we knew that we were up to it for against these other sides. Uh, and we build it nicely, and you know we just needed that win for confidence and a little bit more belief in, in ourselves, and we got that against the Broncos, and we knew that we'd be ready to go up against the Roosters, and uh, uh, I think they may have underestimated us, and uh, we, we showed them on the weekend.
2: Dean, how do you enjoy the coaching, mate? And what are the differences? I remember talking to, might have been Jamie Soward, who at the, he's, he prefers to coach the girls to the boys. Why is that? It just seems like the girls must... I don't know. Be so keen to learn and get better every day. And how have you enjoyed it?
4: Yeah, mate, I've absolutely loved today. Eh? And look, I think there's there's a big difference with um, coaching the men and the women. And, yeah. and the way I can sort of explain it is, you know, with, with some of the boys, it's like you give them a direction, you tell them to go there. You, you know, we're going to do this play. You go out and do it. With the girls, you've got to have the reasons why you're going to do it. They ask a lot of questions. They need to be um, mm. certain about what's happening, why are we doing this compared to last week we are doing it. So they think for themselves a lot more than what the boys mm-hmm. do. The boys just take the direction and go. But the girls know. And then once the girls sort of back it and believe it, they go out and they rip in 110% to, to do what we ask them to do as a, as a coach and staff. And I, I really enjoy that about it. And, and then the love for the game. You know, they're still time, a lot of them got full time jobs, and they just get out there because they love the game and they love playing with their friends and playing with the team. They put the team first in everything, so that's one of the parts aspects that I really love about coaching the women.
3: Eh? Always good to talk to you, Dino. You've done a terrific job with this Parramatta side, as you do with all the teams that you've coached. I know that you're going into this game as underdog. So, as a coach, do you lean on that tag this weekend and talk to the girls about how we're going in as underdogs? No one's really giving us a chance.
4: Yeah, I think so. Uh, we, we like, you know, playing from underneath and that means you've got to be more desperate than what they are. You've got to do a more attention to detail in the little things and
5: uh, all the
4: little 1% add up for you when, you when you are the underdog, you know what I mean? So we'll be doing that again this week. And the Knights, you know, they've got probably the two best players in the game in uh, Millie Boyle and Tamika Upton, who've gone there and just changed the whole... Atmosphere there at the nights, and Ronnie Griffiths doing a great job there coaching. So they'll be heavy favourites, and, and we'll play from underneath again, and we'll put ourselves in contention and, and see how the ball bounces after that.
3: Tell you what is good: two Indigenous lads leading the women's team. You and Ronnie both done a fantastic job. You've been texting him this week. Yeah, well,
4: you know, one of the first. This is what tells you, a bit, you know, Ronnie, uh, what, what sort of character is? He was the first person to text me straight after the game. and congratulate me and stuff like that and, and we both coach with you like me and Ronnie both and um, learn a lot from you You and then to see two Indigenous guys that come from community um, on the biggest stage in, the, in the NRL you know in NRLW uh, is fantastic and I hope it inspires a lot of other coaches out there Indigenous coaches because we don't have any in the men's game at the moment, and we need to get some more there, and I believe it'll add to the game and and, and make more excitement uh, if we can get more Indigenous coaches through, but hopefully this is the start of sort of knocking on that door and opening opening up some opportunities.
3: eh? And I think it's a great pathway, Ronnie, too. Uh, uh, Dino, for you and Ronnie, I I think it's just a great pathway to prove yourselves and then get that opportunity, and it's all about the opportunity because there's so many young Indigenous players that need role models, and there's other... Mm. Indigenous players that are playing the game at the moment that have thought long and hard about going into coaching, but they thought they'd never get the opportunity. So I think when they see people like yourself and Ronnie now having success, I think the pathway has now been created. And I think you'll see more and more get an opportunity, not only with the women's game, but in the men's game as well.
4: Yeah, well, I know, I know for instance, Cody Walker is really keen to, to get into coaching and he make a a brilliant coach, you know, he, he thinks deeply about the game. He's a great strategist when it comes to thinking of tactics and things like that. Um, you know, he understands all the discipline and, and dedication that it takes to, to sort of bring a team together at that stage. So, we're hoping that we, you know, we, we, we're knocking down walls. So, these guys like uh Cody and Tyrone Peachy and other guys that want to get into coaching, that it might be a little bit easier for them. You know, we'll keep building, and hopefully, one day we'll see And then I will indigenous coach. Win on grand final, that'll be, that'd be yeah. excellent.
0: Dean, I'll tell you what, it could be a big day for the Parramatta club, <laughs> a huge day yeah. to say the least. How do you feel about the chances of the men as well against Penrith?
4: Oh, I really love watching them play this year. You know, they've um, been one of those sides that when they're on, they can beat anyone. And the last few weeks they've definitely been on. So, um, you know, that's a really hot contest. You know, Penrith, uh, probably the you know the side of the last sort of, taking over that mantle from Melbourne. You know, Melbourne were the, were the big side and the Roosters of the for the last 10 years, and Penrith have certainly taken that on. and But this is a chance for Parramatta to put their names up there as well and break that, that record, that 1986 record, which, you know, I was part of a few sides out there at Parramatta that went close. I just love to see it because because as an ex-Parramatta player, we're just totally behind these boys and hope that they win. And, and it's a big day for all the fans because they certainly deserve it. And I'd love to see it come, come true this year, eh?
3: Any of the girls in your side got the Dean Witters dummy right foot step, mate?
4: <laughs> yeah, well, there's a few in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, but, um, and and um, but you know the big thing for me is um, you know our, our women, it's the toughness that that you'll see come through in our side. The thing that I've been most proud of over the last few weeks is they've just been really resilient, really tough, going up against sides that have got way more experience than us, um, way more international and class players at the top level and. And the girls just fight and they battle them. And then we've gotten victories over Broncos and Roosters, who are the two biggest teams in women's rugby league over the last few weeks. And hopefully this week we could pull one out of the bag and get Newcastle as well.
0: Well, Dean, we really appreciate your time. Should be very proud of what you've done there at the Eels this season and hope it's a successful day for you on Sunday.
4: Thanks a lot, guys. Great talking to you and uh, enjoy the week. Great Good
0: stuff, the team there. The market with tab: Newcastle $1.42. Parramatta two dollars ninety plus six and a half. But the money's been for the Eels. Give us a call 13-53-53. <laughs> Send us a text zero four one nine seven six seven two seven two. Well, earlier this morning, we were talking about uh, the association between our man in the states, Dick Fane and Dennis Fitzgerald. Of course, the uh, the Emperor's Dick called him himself. Yes. Yeah, uh, Dennis Fitzgerald ran Parramatta for what? Oh, the better Dennis part of four decades? For,
3: well, he's the last... Played for Parramatta? Played for Parramatta. He's the last CEO that won a, uh, was in charge when they won a comps. Mm-hmm. So he was there all the way through the, uh, the 80s in the glory period. I
0: think, yeah. He, to 2009.
3: 2009.
0: 2009. Hmm. Jeez. Yeah, long, long reign there at the club. Yeah, he and was too. Saw some great days there before. Well, Dennis is on the line. Dennis, morning to you. Good morning, guys.
3: Now, how did this association with Dick start, Dennis?
5: Well, Lars, it was a very interesting one. In, in days um, when I was the CEO on the Leagues Club side of things, uh, we used to do an advertorial every Friday uh, just uh, before 7am. And um, so uh, he used to uh, uh, talk about uh, all things happening at Paraleagues leagues. Yeah. So you know um, doing um, uh, different other things there from from time to time but so uh, dick was on air uh, as as well that, that far back i think dick must have been connected with your radio station for maybe 20 years getting close yep. anyway uh, uh, the, dick the, the station uh, brought dick out here to do a bit of promotional stuff i remember going on a, a little uh, boat cruise over to Watson's Bay and things and Dick really loved uh, Sydney as most people do and uh, anyway so I got to knowing through that uh, relationship that I had with, with 2KY as it was then and um, I thought uh, and I, you know I really liked Seattle as, as well as far as they built a new stadium at the time about 20 years ago and um, I, uh, I tell people, um, I ask people well what's my uh, uh, second favorite city in the world knowing that uh you know it might might be uh, uh it might be Seattle uh but uh I I say well Seattle's the first and the second favorite city's Parramatta so <laughs> they, they then fall over uh, when I when I say Parramatta um anyway so um uh, yeah when Dick came out here it, it was good so I was able to host him and um showing Parramatta Leagues Club and a bit about what Rugby League was. Because, you know, most people in America don't know much about Rugby League, if anything. Um, But Dick, since he's been a sporting commentator all his life, and he particularly does uh, um, basketball, um, so uh, we we got on well. Um, He came to a game, it was Parramatta versus Canterbury, I think it was at the um, Olympic Stadium. And uh, Ray Hadley, interestingly, was calling the the game. And Dick couldn't believe the way Ray used to stand up and still does. <laughs> stand up and hit the window in front and all sorts yeah. of things. Now he keeps on, on hitting various people at Parramatta. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm still good friends with, with Hadley. But what Ray did as well was um, he hosted Dick to his place or, or the uh, five-acre... Uh, uh, mansion that he that he had had there where he used to live up uh, up in the north northwest and then uh, Ray also paid for a hire car for Dick to go up to the Blue Mountains you know when Ray didn't go up there as well and uh, then um, I've been to Seattle a number of times and uh, um, I, I, I certainly you know I went back and, and Dick said I'll come over for dinner and I just thought you know we'll go to a restaurant in Seattle but we we went to uh, his place so. Uh, um, that was terrific and met his, his wife, Jenna, and, and the uh, two kids. So we, we communicated basically by email regularly after that and after I left Parramatta, which is 13 years ago, as you, as you rightly said, um, 2009. Um, but the last few years we sort of haven't communicated. Things have, have moved on. But uh, I was just about to send an email to him to, to say what was the, you know, what happened after he mentioned. Uh, yeah, well, he uh,
3: mentioned it this morning. He was made, What's you, the emperor you, up to?
4: <laughs> yeah, I, look, I
5: did hear it. i, I, I had I'm a regular listener still um, to the, the, the big sports breakfast. And uh, just one thing about the emperor name. The emperor yeah. name came from the station. Um, it was uh, Richard Freeman uh, gave me that title. And that was a bit of where I used to do these uh, advertorials. Um, and as I said, on the Friday, and it used to be a bit of classical... Um, music, like Roman days and things, right. you know, as so though there's a, a bullfight on or, or whatever. <laughs> so Richard, um, as a bit of a joke, called me the the Emperor um, with, uh, you know, Emperor yeah. titles go back 2,000 years and things, and so it went on from there, so there's still plenty of people call me call me the Emperor, even though uh, it, it obviously took you guys by surprise when he said, who's the Emperor? Who's the Emperor? I didn't know what he was
3: talking about at the no, start. No, 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 no,
5: no, that's um, what I thought. I thought, oh, jeez, I, I must uh, tell those guys how how it all yeah. came about, and especially, you know, 99% of people will be saying, what's Fitzgerald doing being friends? <laughs>
3: well, we, we, and we got we got a lot of text messages yeah, about Stacey it.
0: Stacey and others yeah, on the text line, they but saying, they were straight
3: onto straight it. Straight onto it. They knew what he was talking about. Yeah.
1: Yeah,
5: Ooh. yeah, yeah. No, but, yeah, he, he's a terrific bloke and a great family man over there. And Seattle, is a terrific city. It's thought... Um, I don't know whether you, you've been there, guys, but uh, no. it's got a, a great harbour, somewhat similar to Sydney, and uh, it's a, a terrific place. It, it gets a bit cooler. It's probably got a temperature um, uh, more like Melbourne than, than Sydney, um, but it's a, a beautiful spot to to go to. Where you know a lot of people are going on holidays to America to do the, at the West Coast, do Los Angeles and you know Dis- Disneyland and um, San Francisco and and Las Vegas, but. Uh, Seattle is something different, and it's you know it's, it's further north, uh, getting up towards the um, uh, Can- Canadian border. So, but it's a, a great spot. So I'm going to uh, email Dick uh, in five minutes' time and uh, just just tell him and see whether he's coming out here again or if I'm getting over there. Whatever.
3: Uh, he's a good man, Dick, and we can't let you go before we get a score line from you for Sunday, Dennis.
5: Yeah, well, I was very impressed. uh, Last uh, Friday night against the Cowboys, I think I was sweating more than the players on the field there at the last five minutes and things. And it was, you know, a a great game. Obviously, there there, uh, there were a a few mistakes in those sort of uh, conditions. However, I'm going to go for Parramatta, and uh, I'll go by seven points, let's say uh, 24
0: to 17. There you go, retro scoreline. Dennis, great to talk to you.
3: Okay, good to speak, <laughs> Emperor. <laughs> <laughs> there you go.
0: See you, mate. Dennis Fitzgerald ran that Parramatta club for a long time. He By did. the way,
2: lock Seattle in for a holiday uh, as well. You been um, to you know? Seattle? I've never been to Seattle. I, no. I, I went go. to
0: Seattle. I enjoyed hmm. Seattle. Sounds in, good. Yeah. Freezing in winter, wouldn't it be? Uh, uh, yeah, it was cold up when we were north. there. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the, go in summer. Uh,
3: mm. yeah. Well, I think you could go in summer or winter. Oh, we really enjoyed it. Yeah, we had a good time. Seattle.
0: 25 years ago to the day since the Knights beat Manly in that famous grand final in 97. 97. 25 years. 25 years years today. Quarter of a century. Brett Keeble, who's uh, a friend of the show, who works for (sighs) NRL.com, based in Mm. Newcastle, tweeted that earlier.
2: How old are you now, Middo? Just about 39. Are you thirty nine? Yeah, really? I'm thirty nine. What are you? Somebody asked me the other day. I said thirty four. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I thank said you. you. I said you were thirty four. Thirty nine. Yeah, thirty nine, mate. mate. You're not far away at all from me. <laughs>
0: hasn't been. I the thought plan you were to, to you.
2: I thought you were. Yes, I mate. said thirty four. I think it was ah, yesterday.
0: Still. So you're saying I've still got it? Yeah. You're fresh. Yeah, thanks,
2: mate. You get you get fresh. fitter. You get stronger. Physically, not mentally, <laughs> as you get older. <laughs> mentally, you just get a few more scars <laughs> and a few more triggers.
3: Here we go. Go on, Daly. Yeah. What are you No, doing? no, no. It's your time to show. Thirty-nine.
2: He looks good for thirty-nine. Was surely.
3: Yeah, no, he's in good, good shape. You know
2: the one that does surprise
3: me with age, is DS. Yeah, thirty. Now, what is he? Thirty-two or something? Thirty-one. He, yeah, about that. Yeah, he's run all the way. DS has had. He's had a hard life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he has. He. He gives himself a flogging. <laughs> he goes hard. Uh, he goes hard,
2: the Is D.S. there today? Are we going to see him at the lunch? Uh, yeah, he'll be there. Mate, Every time involved. I see him, he won't have a drink, though. No, he's yeah. always got something uh, he's, else afterwards. He's,
0: got, he's looking after a couple of racing panels today. Oh, awesome.
2: Have uh, he you heard, he,
0: about, is he you heard, heard about what you've got to do today?
2: No, I don't even get tired. You're even, the MC. I only found out this morning I have to go. Mate, you're the MC. I'm not MC. You're running it. Mate, I'll be bottom right corner near the toilet. Yeah. Just... Chilling out there with... Haven't we got... Remember I said I was going to invite a few people to my 40th? I didn't get around to doing that, but I think I'm catching well, yeah, COVID, up with them today. Yeah, COVID. yeah they're coming today, yeah. So I think I get to see them today. So I'll be on their table chilling with mm-hmm. them. In fact, you remember you made... The, I don't have to do anything, do I? Yeah, do I have heaps, to talk? Lots. No. You're running the show. Loz, he's taking the mickey dog. I I the lucky no, long, you will
3: talk, but
0: I don't think... You're during sorry. the COVID lockdown times, the lucky long-shot competition that you're yeah. in... You made up How many on the winners? spot. How many winners <laughs> <are we good? laughs> you made up on air. Right. Yeah. Forty. <laughs> well they're coming today.
2: Oh, are they? Yeah. So we've got the fortieth birthday winners and yeah. the lucky long shot winners. So, Jeez, we're gonna be busy. Big so day. Good. Should have at least one drink with everyone, I reckon. How many oh, people are okay. we you expecting? We've got, we've got to work tomorrow. Work, we've got to work. No, no, no tomorrow's optional. Cannot.
3: It's optional, is Tomorrow's I'm actually optional. driving okay. out. What do you mean? Well, I've got to drive because I've got to go back into Fox when I finish. I'm driving as well. Boys.
6: David Stanley, good morning. Good morning, Jared Middleton. Morning, Michael Clark, Laurie Daly. How morning, are we, gents?
2: David. David How are, Dave, you? are oh, you this morning?
6: Rose Hill, boys. Pumped.
2: Drinking pumped. today or not?
6: Uh, well, I've got the car. I've got the car because oh. I had to do the program from here because the program finishes at 1 and then straight into it. So, um, How did
3: you finish up yesterday out there on the golf course?
6: Mate, uh, sensational. Uh, it was good out there. At, uh, Did you get
3: to go and have a round or not? No, mate. No, no,
6: no. no. I didn't get to do a In round. End, no. uh, but that's all right. But mate, I look. I'm not a. I must admit, when I was geeing up yesterday, you know, saying I was filthy about not playing the golf. I'm not much of a golfer. I'll go and uh, enjoy the spectacle. Have a little few quiet bevies for a Friday afternoon, but uh, yeah, I can't. I don't get hard for it like these other blokes, you know. Going, oh how good's all these, you know, greens and bunkers. Like, please leave me out. Well, I don't. I, I can't get into it.
2: I don't want to know like, what Marlo. Marlo's I don't want to know up... what turned you on, mate. I don't really care.
6: <laughs> Marlo's coming back and he's going, oh the greens are so good. Oh you should see the sand and the bunkers. I'm going, mate, you're off your head. it going be like pup coming back from the crease, going. Actually, you know what? I reckon, Michael, you couldn't give a stuff about the pitches. You'd be nah. you get blokes. To be rubbing the grass, going, oh, how good's this? How yeah. can you be going? Oh, yeah, please, just uh, get me out of here. Give me to Lebanon. <laughs> to um, <laughs> oh, boys, I got a gripe this morning.
2: Oh, no. I feel a bit, like, What's feel a bit like
6: a blocker. What's no, well, well we're, we're, out of, we're out of COVID, aren't we? We're out of COVID. Well, yeah, well, a little bit. Well, to a degree.
2: It's still there.
6: Right, so there's this bloke that oh, no. uh, that we know who oh. may work at Sky Racing. Oh, we won't no. give him up. Uh, Yet. and he's he's got he wears the mask, right. right? He's got the mask on, so he's obviously safety. But the mask right. never seems to be around his nose; it always drops. It's around his chin. It's habit. So, he's walking, so how do we feel about this? I mean, is this is well, this behaviour? Yeah, it's, is this sinbin behaviour? What do we do?
3: Well, oh. if you got to wear something, you wear know. it properly.
6: I
2: don't. I don't. I know people are going I actually don't mind the mask for privacy. I reckon you can, oh, yeah. you can hide a bit that, mate, of a yeah, mask of and going. sunnies
6: yeah. and a hat.
3: Yeah. I don't mind yeah. the mask. But I don't mind oh, if it stays. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
2: but what's what's his
6: go with wearing
3: it around the chin, though? Like, <laughs>
6: well, that's but that's what I mean. So it just drops. So then he just has this mask no, that obviously want he just doesn't
2: want, chin, he doesn't want chin COVID. Chin COVID? He's happy doesn't for nose chin COVID, chin not chin COVID. Chin
6: I just don't know. I'm a bit... I'll just... Maybe
2: just let him know he mightn't be able to feel like he might have a... His nose mightn't be that sensitive. He can't feel it dropping down.
6: There you go. Uh, what I was going to say too, boys, is, are you ready to rip in? I know you were. You'd be suggesting that am I ready to rip in? Well, what about this? They have put the music oh, on you every These
2: two are driving as well. You're driving. I, I thought we we're going to have. Well, how did here, you bit. want me to get
6: in, Michael? Did you want me to get oh, a, a? chop have never or heard something? of a
2: taxi or an Uber, mate? mate you can take I, the ferry. You can take the bus. The
6: ferry. Actually, yeah. I could. I could have got the ferry up to Parramatta. I don't know, right
2: Parramatta River.
6: Oh well, see, this is what I mean. We needed to have a, might bit of a meeting. The, of
2: I might get dropped off on the boat. <laughs> Why
6: don't you, get, you, you, can't, you can't bring, well, actually? Would the boat come up here? Would the boat uh, get up? Yeah, here? it can get We'd up there. The
2: ground, wouldn't it? it? can go. No, it can go. It can go <laughs> it all ground. the way to mm. the footy stadium. It gets can't gets go too any shallow. Can't go any further than the footy stadium. Can't go because exactly, it drops because people to big. the footy it's all the time. Too big. It's no, it's just too it's too shallow.
6: It's too shallow. The water is too shallow. Oh, good. Today on the program, boys. Actually. Before we get to the program, we need to know your thoughts on our races. We've got the Racing HQ. Fair dinkum, they put the music on here. Yeah, well, this just, is unbelievable. Just sing along. Um, who is this, by the way? I can't remember who this is. Uh, Racing HQ Sprint, and we've got the Big Sports Breakfast Sprint. Have you guys done the form on these races? Have you... Have you... No. You've done... You haven't had, you, did you no, even know there was a race named after the sports breakfast today? No. <laughs>
3: well, there you
6: go. Race seven, the big sports uh... breakfast sprint is race seven. What I might try and do, boys, is try and create a multi for us, uh, a top four multi for these two races. We'll try and get Dicko involved ang power has been well backed in race seven this afternoon in the big sports breakfast oh, sprint Well that's, oh, that's the Richmond one we won world on Freeman. at newcastle
0: a few yeah, weeks ago that's the one wasn't it? we had
6: a good mm. result on yes. thanks for telling the world that middo we didn't tell the world that oh, and we left. racing hq on sky sports radio sprint which is race five So they're the two races, Race 5 and Race 7, named after Racing HQ and the big sports. We might try and do a little multi punters, so just stick around for Racing HQ in the next little bit. Brenton is going to join us. Mark Newnham is going to join me on the program, of course, with that uh, Tab Everest slot announcement yesterday. Mitch Cohen will also be on the program, plus we'll have a stack of other interviews as well. So looking forward to the next little hour and a bit coming up. And, yeah, I'm live here from Rose Hill, boys, and I'll see you at uh, at 1 o'clock. Love it, DS. How good, how good. I'm not sensing, uh, you know what? Out of the three of you, Michael's been the most up this
2: morning. Yeah, mate, I was ready for a big day, but these two are letting me down.
6: What's wrong with you, Oh,
3: I've got to work tonight, Dave. So, uh, I,
6: I, are you at the Dally M's?
3: No, 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 not Dally M's. I've got a uh, NRL three hundred and sixty. So, oh, right. I have to be good, and I've got to drive out because I leave straight from the so races what, to go So what? Because to Fox.
6: you've got to work, you're just flat, and we all just that's have to how be I flat operate, well. Dave. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Unbelievable. If I'm
3: not, if I'm not having a good time, someone no no else one can. <laughs> 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 what about you, Mido? What's your excuse? <laughs> but oh, when I'm so. up and flying, I want everyone to be with me.
0: Well, I'll be right, mate. You're going to be She'll up be right. and about? I need food. You're be up and about. I'm starving.